our last time that we had a hold up podcast. They thought they thought we couldn't have that guy too. So it is a little sketchy when you first talk about it. I guess the idea no, of it. No, the van. I, I had a. I had. This is not. A, I didn't. I didn't envision something this classy. Right. I envisioned like a black eighteen van. With the <laughs> well, that's what I'm kind of going for. You know, like an FBI stakeout van. That's what I pity the fool. Like, <laughs> hey, I was gonna change. My, I got my own Wi-Fi router, and it was gonna write not DEA. <laughs> Hey, no, just seriously. when I pull up out front of people's houses, like, well, what you could do is when you want to approach like random strangers in the parking lot, have like a sticker for the side, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, podcast yeah. and process, yeah, yeah, po- podcast and whatever, yeah, or not psychopath, yeah, yeah, yeah. or not, <laughs> not a rapist, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely not a child abduction man, dude. No, it's it's nice, man. Hey, it's I appreciate nice. it, man. That means a lot, especially somebody who knows a lot about cars. I, I mean, oh, this is. Maybe you can uh, hook me up with some. Actually, I need some really uh, some people that can help me with my stereo and stuff I like that. I got you. I got you. you with that. Like yes, all that absolutely. because like I need like I'm gonna give a cheap plug. My buddy Mike Mike Malazzi at Lights and More. Yeah, give it he, up. He he installs uh, every pretty much every cop car you've seen in Central Florida. He okay. installs the lights on those cop cars. Okay. So this company Whelan, he's one of their um, their installers. Whelan is one of the biggest companies in the world. That they, they, they build all the lights for cop cars, and Mike Mike does all my all the stuff you've seen on these cars yeah. from the wheels. To the exhaust, Everything. my buddy. I'm giving you a shout out, Mike. Mike Malazzi is in Altamont Springs, 958 Josane Court. Yep, give them Altamont them, Springs. Give them their phone number and website yeah. too, bro. I'm shout it out number. there. I don't know his phone number. <laughs> <laughs> but you're gonna hook me up with it though, aren't you? Yeah, somehow. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, no. Actually, he was just at my house before I came over here. If so, he's yeah. available, I need yeah. to get it done today. Like I got LEDs that I want up. I no, got all does, kinds yep. of stuff that you know. So and he's probably got more ideas than I even do. I'm looking at my phone. But that's amazing because uh, I was actually waiting to find that perfect person, and we already did. Now Mike got you. How do we spell Ferlin? F E R L A N. If you're in America, it's pronounced Ferlin. If you're in Grenada and the islands where I'm from, it's Ferlan. Ferlan. Yeah. I like yeah. Ferlan so much but more. People who see the F E R L A N, I don't know how they murder my name. Sometimes it's feeling. This guy in the gym came up to me recently. Goes feeling. He goes. I, th- I got this one beat. I got feeling beat. Wow. When I was a firefighter, this lady came up to the station because we met her on scene, and she came. Up, she's like, I brought a cake for feeling. And this so that now my name at the fire department. <laughs> <laughs> no, this a dude. Cake for feeling. There's a guy in the gym, big dude, he's a former NFL player. He comes up to me. And he goes, man, I really admire you. Know, how you just help everyone in the gym, man. You're a real inspiration, Farquhar. Farquhar. And pats me on the chest and walks away. And I was like, what? Like, the did f-? he have you confused with someone else? That's my that? name. No. <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna put my boy on blast right now. Just Justin Gatlin, who's one of my best friends now. Yeah. When he first met me, no. this mf'er couldn't pronounce my name for months. He'd say, he'd say, hey, Farquhar. <laughs> <laughs> it was like well you know it's a real tough one I mean yeah, it's a tongue twister no, he there, also say like he didn't like I don't know if, when we first met if I didn't introduce myself properly so he didn't know yeah he's like Har. is the, is the lion part a really know, difficult like, that's like yeah. an exaggeration oh and then there's, there's Ferlane yeah Furman so, so it's actually yeah. in the islands it's yes. uh, Furlan Furlan yeah yeah. And then uh, your middle name is officially the king of BBC. Is that right? Oh, if you, you really want to know my real middle I name? I mean, no. Yeah, we have to. But then oh, also, right. I thought that was your real middle name. Is well, that well, not Tara, the, Tara gave 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 me the BBC. Tara it's, gave me the king of BBC. It's not what you guys think. No, no, it, it's <laughs> not at all. But you guys are gonna find I mean, out. I mean, it is true, but <laughs> we're not saying it's not but, what you think. No, no, we're no, just no. saying there's something beyond what you think. BBC, because all those who know me, it's it's bodybuilding. Bullshit and cars. And those are his three things. Those so three he's things. the king of BBC right there. And there you have it. But when That's I a, first heard of BBC, I was like, what? We might have <laughs> just gotten thrown off Spotify because of that one comment right there. But you know what? <laughs> worth it. So what is the uh, official middle name there, Ferlin? So, so, okay. You kind of so, did mention it. I mean, you know. So you my look. father, my father's name is Ferron. Ferron. F-E-R-R-O-N. And he made up my name Ferlin, which is a, yeah. But my grandmother, on his mom, her name is Curlin. Cur- so my name is Ferlin Curlin Bailey. All right, I didn't see that coming for a mile, out, bro. Out, out of respect for my grandmother, I never changed it. But you imagine Ferlin Curlin. You imagine? Bro, no, seriously. That Bro, do you no, know? Yeah, no, do you yeah. know how awesome that is? Curling, curling, yeah, curling, when I played, curling. when I played football, the announcer, he found out, and I remember I looking up to the the the, the booth, and it was Curling, Curling Bailey with a twenty yards camp. I looked up, I'm like, what the? F-? 
Like, I literally put my hands up in there like, bro. Yo. And then, so I could find some games. Like, I have, like, my old high school, like, yeah, video, yeah, yeah. VHS. That's how old I am. Like, when you're yeah. like, oh, Merlin, yeah, Merlin. Yeah. yeah. So I never changed so it. But Curlin became the real middle name, yeah. and it just stayed, huh? But it, it is. It's on my driver's license. Curlin, and every time Curlin. I tell people my name, I have to pull out my driver's license. Like, I'm, I'm serious. Wow. Yeah. You that's, never knew that? Too? That's no, the first. No, I did not. Yeah. It's not on your file. It's <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you say it the appropriate way, it actually doesn't probably sound yeah, so as terrible. So the Fulan Cullen Bailey. See, now it sounds yeah, kind of yeah, cool, yeah. but in America, Furlan Curlin. Furlan Curlin. Curlin. He got himself a nice car, boy. That guy like, got himself a nice car. I sound like a country singer. <laughs> yeah, you <should> be a, <laughs> exactly. You do sound a boy hat. Straight up Old Town Road right there, bro. Right. Furlan Curlin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a good I, thing. I, so I'm tell pretty, us about the shop. So, um,. We have uh, my, my business partner and also uh, pro bodybuilder, Jennifer Sweeney. Amazing human being. Jennifer and I have probably known each other going back, what, eight, nine years. And uh, we met on the bodybuilding scene. We actually met at the uh, Tampa Pro uh, Pro Show. And we just hit it off. You know, we'd see each other at the gyms. We'd always talk. And Jennifer is the actual mastermind behind Get Fuel Meals. She started Get Fuel about five years ago. And how she started uh, cooking was uh, she would always bring her food to the local gyms that she trained at and she'd heat her food up and everyone would always say, your food tastes amazing, it smells so good, she'd let people try it. And right. then uh, a couple of the gym members were like, you should, you should start your own meal business. So she started doing little recipes at home for herself and then she, she wouldn't even charge anyone. Now she how would, long ago was this? That was five years ago. Okay. She would start, you know, just bring it to her friends at the gym. Then everyone was said, you know, hey, you should really make a business out of this. So Jen, by trade, is a demolition specialist. She owns a, she's a demolition contractor. She's That's one awesome. of I think two or three females in the state of Florida who's That's awesome. Who's a demolition contractor for asbestos removal. So it's dangerous uh, and yeah. So Jen, yeah, yeah drives heavy gangster. equipment. Yeah, gangster. Like, That's gangster. Gangster. You, you, and you a lot just, of yeah, yeah, a lot of people don't know. I came from a construction industry as well too. Being a former firefighter, I worked at nuclear medicine pharmacy. I'm a true island we'll man. We'll get into I've that. I've had like man. 19 we'll careers. Right, right, right. But you so Jennifer, bored. Jennifer started, and after it took off, after a few months, she decided to rent a commercial kitchen in uh, Longwood, Florida. So she started renting the kitchen. So fast forward a year later, after she tried it out of the gyms, and she was doing great with it. Um, and the name Get Fueled, her son came up with that and her son was like hey uh, she's like i'm trying to think of a name for the business and he's like well i don't know, get fuel like fuel your body and it was just something she wanted to put on paper to start the business with so she goes okay we'll run with that right and on uh, the logo she just did herself online well fast forward two years into it she's booming and she's in two gyms in central florida doing it and stuff and her and i would always pass each other in the gym we'd talk blah 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 shoot the breeze and whenever i had to fly to town for business i would always message her i'm like hey Always, you know, like we try to support all our friends' businesses. I would say, hey, where can I go pick up some uh, some meals? And she would say, hey, go, um, go to Ironclad Gym or go to Total U Fitness. And and then I would like, okay, I try to pay her. And she's like, no, no, no. And so I'm, as a friend, <laughs> I would just throw it on Facebook. Right. Throw it Instagram to me was just still kind of, you know, yeah. new to me. Yeah, so I would yeah. post it on there. Hey, thank you to my friend. So two years ago, almost two years ago, she said to me, um, Hey, I want to take Get Fuel to, because uh, she knew I coach a lot of professional wrestlers, uh, AEW, WWE. Um, and she's like, I want to get into a broader market. Um, can you help me with that? And I said, absolutely. You know, she goes, what can I pay you? I said, I don't want anything. You know, just help my friend. Yeah. So <clears throat> fast forward that, she got a, a year and this was uh, last, what were we, January, it was January of 2022. She goes, I need to sit down with you and talk about, hey, um, doing business together. And I said, okay. So in the November of 2021, she, you know, had some health issues and um, she said, can you help coach me? And I, I you know, so absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Get, get, get your health under control. No questions so asked. So doing that in January of 2022, she said, I want to, I want to be my business partner. And I was like, what? She goes, if there's anybody I trust with my life and my business, <laughs> it's you. And at that point, we've, we'd already been friends for six years or so. And I thought it was a great honor. I said, well, you know, what, 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 what can I bring to the business? I don't know how to cook. I mean, I make a mean ass <laughs> omelet. I, mean, I, I don't know how to eat the yeah, food. Well. I don't know how to cook. But at this point, I mean, her, the wrestlers were just loving her food yeah. and everything. And yeah. she's like, I want to just take this higher. And you're, you're Mr. Network. That yeah. was her words, yeah. not mine. You're Mr. Mr. Network. Network. 
and I want to take us higher. So, you know, a week and a half later, we sit down with her friend Carrie, who's a lawyer. And I honestly, I wanted, I wanted nothing from it. I, she's my dear friend. I wanted to see the business grow. But Jen wrote up the proposal 50-50 down the line. I'm like, wait a minute now. I said, what? I said what's the catch? Am I a patsy for something going on here? Yeah, you're like, you created know? this business. Now all of a sudden I'm half owner. Did yeah, you, like, yeah. If you put me as 51%, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? I'm like, all right, where the, heat, where the heat's coming around the corner. IRS is coming around the corner so looking for you. It was, it was one of those things that Jennifer said, you know, she's like, I know your soul is a person. From the time I met you, I just got a good vibe. And then you, you, you asked nothing from me, no money to help. And you, you restored my health to as best as, as we could. You know, she still deals with health, her hereditary stuff from yeah. family. And then, you know, as a toll, she's pretty transparent in, in, as a toll of what bodybuilding will do to your body. Good. So between that, you know, we, we turned around. I sat down with her doctor and tried to, we, we teamed up together. What can I do to help him? What can he do to help me? Right. It's helped with knowledge. And so it's, it's, if you see her now, her hair is growing back gray. Her skin looks great. She feels great. So um, it was, honestly, it was, I f- as much as she credits me for saving her life and being her guardian angel and doing so, I mean, who just, who just says to you, hey, I have this successful business. I want to give you 50% of it. You know, the investment stuff came later, but sure. to say, I want to give you 50% of it and not just words. And we sat down with her lawyer and did the legal stuff. So that was January of 2020. The kitchen that uh, we were renting in Longwood uh, became for sale. The owner said, hey, I'm getting out of, she's a baker. I'm getting out of the business. I want to just do stuff on the weekends. Um, it's, I'm going to put the kitchen and the cafe for sale. So we jumped at the opportunity. Um, luckily, we got the bid. There were a few other people bidding for it. We got the bid. And then we were working through the kinks. This and, is right as COVID started, too. Um, well, no. So it was the end part of COVID. So this was last year. Last, oh, yeah. Uh, 2021, yeah, she told us last July, around a year mm. ago, that she was going to sell the business. So she was still trying to finalize things. And um, we uh, signed the paperwork in uh, December, December 10th of 2022. And January 14th of this year, 2023, was our grand opening. It was amazing. We had so many people there. And um, it's it's been it's been it's been great. It's we're what six months in, and it's it's been very 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 good. Honestly, for being such a short time, it's been it's been amazing, and the response has been good. And we're constantly trying to grow. We're now introducing smoothies to the menu, poke bowls. Nice. Um, this, uh, our, what's it called? Uh, it's a, another yogurt thing she wants to do with mine. I always murder the name parfait. Parfait. Yeah. That's it, so yeah. I always say parfait. I was yeah, like parfait. So it's uh, Jennifer is the, is the mastermind. We have some great people that help run the cafe and cooks. Uh, Chef Adriana, she's a baker from Mexico. And what's so, the name of the company again? So it's it's our company is Get Few Meals, and the cafe is called Cafe Fuel. And we're right in downtown Longwood, three four three North Ronald Reagan Boulevard. Yeah, yeah, plug it, plug it. Uh, yeah, it's uh, so we're open Tuesday through Saturday, Tuesday through Fridays eight to three, Saturdays ten to three. Um, we're going to play around with the hours, you know. Are you um, guys offering meal prep programs? We, we do meal prep. We do nutrition counseling. We do meal delivery service. Wow. So and we have we the have, whole package. Yeah, we have grab-and-go meals every Thursday. It's, gra- it's a $5 Thursday from the grab-and-go from the cooler. Nice. And we have hot food daily from healthy stuff to Chipotle, ch- Chipotle chicken, um, beef barbacoa. We have lasagna. How many, home, different, home, how many different locations now in Central Florida have your... We just started in January. E- easy, bro. No, no, no. People, I mean, people from, are asking. From the place, the gyms that were initially started. Oh, oh the gyms. So yeah. we're, at, um, we're at Ironclad Gym. We're at Total U Fitness. Uh, we are at... What's the gym called? And there's a gym in Port Orange. I'm really bad with that one. Uh, uh, which one in Port it's, Orange? Uh, shoot, I, I live in Port Orange. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's in Port Orange. It's off of 95. Um, Not LA Fitness right there? No, no, no. It's 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 a, it's a uh, mom and pop. Mom and pop. Um, yeah. So... Uh, and um, we deliver. I mean, all over Central Florida, all over the country. Actually, awesome. we have we have we have um, clients who have moved to Yukon, Oklahoma, uh, Charlotte. We have uh, wrestlers in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, Oakland, California. Will Hobbs, AEW uh, TV champion, uh, TNT champion. Um, oh, sorry. Um, Oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank now. So there's so many people that are getting a hold of this stuff and it's just starting out. I mean, that's just yeah. the beginning. Yeah. And you know, you asked the question earlier, you know, who gives somebody half the company like that? Yeah. And um, the answer is, is, is the people that I have on my show. And like the reason that I wanted to have you on the show so bad and the reason that I drove all the way across Orlando just to come see you 
was because um, when I went to watch Tara perform, you know, I had heard a lot about you, but we mm -hmm. never really actually officially met. Yeah. And that was the first time we actually got to meet. But it was the first time, too, that I had ever seen someone who, to me, looked like they could be on the stage winning. And they weren't. But they were not <laughs> only not on the stage, but you were cheering, applauding, jumping up and down, clapping your hands, hugging and loving on your students and everyone yeah. else that was there. And that, that's when I was like, Tara, he needs to be on my show. This is the kind of person that I want to be involved with. These are the kind of people that make a difference in the world. These are the kind of people that make an impact. Clearly the impact that you had on your business partner was so profound and yeah. so deep that you know what? This was meant to be. And I believe everything that's done authentically and from a place of love is always gonna be hugely successful. That made me cry over here. Hey, 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 <laughs> swipe them up, swipe them up. So we got like, BBC <laughs> reputation to maintain. <laughs> We don't get too but, serious, but no, that was good. that was what brought, that was what yeah. drew me to you. Appreciate so when that. you ask that question, that's what I want you to understand is that that's the answer. Appreciate the answer that. is is that you put off that vibe of I want to know this guy because this guy's doing stuff that's really cool. And tell me about some of the athletes that you train these some of these figure competitors. I am an absolute moron. Like that's just a statement, broad statement. <laughs> me too, still. But then when it comes to like figuring figure stuff like. Yeah. Yeah. I love to go to the shows and support. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm looking at, man. I'm a yogi. Like, I'm a, I'm a personal trainer, but I've never tried to, like, you know, define the certain <laughs> strat. You know what I mean? So, to me, it's all very, like, I'm like, wow. Uh, I don't, I don't Tara know. hasn't had you do a bikini pose yet. <laughs> I have yet to do it. No, I, I, yeah, I'm yeah, threatening. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm threatened that if Furlan would train me, that I would, uh, I would do a show. Oh shoot! Is there, is there, is there a handicap senior, oh senior God. division? You can do masters. You can do masters. Yeah. Qualified. You can do. Trust me, the masters dudes. Are I got a cane deadly though, bro. Can I walk because, out with a cane? Is that can. all right? Because yeah. I walk with a cane. So actually, give me another. I'll give you another plug. So it's not a bodybuilding show. It's a fit expo. That uh, Jennifer and uh, and myself, along with uh, World Fit Expo, my friend Sam Butler, they were promoting um, this September 15th and 16th at Orange County Convention Center. Okay. There's going to be uh, 20 events from roller derby to powerlifting to Zumba, um, arm wrestling. Um, uh, so instead of being a bodybuilding show, it's going to be a fit body. And it's going to be best body part. That's, you know, that's not genitalia. But, uh, <laughs> we already know you <laughs> on that one. <laughs> I to, I, every time I say best body part, I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, wait, wait. Coming back out of that one. So, yeah, instead of being, we want to make it uh, available to the uh, the average person. So a mom could be at home and be like, you know what? I still got these nice legs. Come out and show your best body part. We're going to have right. age, age groups, too. It's going to be best biceps, best arms, best chest, best wow. shoulders, best back, wow. best legs. That's and awesome. it's going to be open to, like, you know, it's from 18 and up. And yeah, it's a forty dollar entry, yeah, uh, five thousand dollar prize for both women and men groups. So uh, something they yeah. can be signed up for right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. So where do they go to sign up? Uh, at the World Fit. You're gonna put me on the spot right now. So World Fit Expo. You can look it up online. Don't worry, we can add it in later. Well, so we do. Like, yeah. I just grabbed my phone here so I can sound intelligent. <laughs> it's okay. You can look yeah. it up if you want. World underscore sports underscore expo. And that's yeah, in September. The, it's the, the Florida Fit Expo. Yeah. Yeah, September 15th and 16th. And, that sounds um, really cool, and it sounds really um, yeah, inclusive, yeah. which is something yeah. that I'm big on. My I friend think. Sam, so it's funny how we're teaming up to do business now. Sam did this event um, three years in a row in Atlanta. Very successful. Very successful. He's a Florida boy. Um, actually here from, like, the, uh, the, uh, the Winter Park um Longwood area okay. and in high school they had what's called a hot body contest it was every Friday night at a club called JJ Whispers and if you're a Florida local Florida person who's been here for over 30 years you know JJ Whispers yes Definitely so know where that is. it would be it was teen <laughs> night and I was I wasn't jacked back then I was I was like very ripped and it was, it was a hot body contest and Sam and I were like always the last two men standing and it was crowd participation the crowd would judge okay and Sam was jacked and Sam would walk out and you know light skin with the freckles and everything and he was jacked and I'm like the mocha and it, it, and it was always like touch and go but Sam would always win okay. Sam would always okay. notch me out and the one time that MFR didn't show up my friends are like you can do it tonight I'm like no I'm not gonna do something like, Sam's not here I'm like alright bitch I'm winning now so I won that and I won a trip to the Bahamas that I never took it was like the radio station giving a trip but to the Bahamas but it didn't matter you won no so that Sam and I were like arch rivals we had a high school party 
and Sam would show up, and they're like, Sam's here. I'm like, isn't that Murray in college? Why is he showing up here? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So How many years you been man, here? We, we, yeah, so we go back since the 90s, man. Wow. The 90s. And he, Sam was one of those bodybuilders. They called him Baby Kevin Lavroni. So really? if you don't know who Kevin Lavroni is, he's like a famous bodybuilder from the 90s and early 2000s. And um, so it's kind of weird that, that we just hooked back up again. We kept in touch over the years, and he's like, I'm coming to Florida. I want to do this thing in Florida. And he calls him Mr. Florida. And who else, as far as networking, he goes, can do it, Mr. Florida. So Jennifer and I teamed up. Uh, we got the Orange County Convention Center. And Sam's going to do his thing on um, September 15th and 16th. Nice. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be really good. That so, sounds amazing. I was excited when we went to tour the building together and I saw these girls on roller skates. I'm like, wait a minute. This going to be roller derby? Roller derby, bro. Roller derby. Roller derby. Yeah. So, like, come on. Yeah. Roller derby is always classic. So, There's I, no I, way listen, that can't go right. One of my quick, quick backstory. One of my son's teachers, she always show up with bruises. And I'm talking to her one day. Yeah, you tree. Her name is Tree Booher. Uh, yeah. And I saw her. I saw, I saw, I saw, yeah, I saw, yeah, I saw, I saw, I saw her. I, and she has twin like boys. rap group. She's, 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 she's a super cool chick. She taught my son's computer class at um, St. Andrew Catholic. And her, she has twin boys. One is a brunette. One's a ginger. And what? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, straight Zach, up just Zachary freckles, Ronan. red yeah, hair yeah, the whole night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> crap, I get their names mixed up. I think Ronan is the ginger. Okay, I think. Sounds like a very ginger. I think, name. I think. But she one day she brought him to Carla and she had bruises on her arm. I'm like, you okay? I mean, when you talk about something? She goes, oh, I had a, had a game last night. I'm like, oh, game? She goes, I do roller derby. I'm like, what? Yeah, so <laughs> I thought That's, I didn't think roller derby existed anymore, but yeah, yeah so roller derby is a thing. So I was actually excited. Jacksonville has an arena up there, and when I was living up in Jacksonville, oh, I lived sure. there for about a, a decade. Yeah, and they actually have a women's roller derby. Damn. League. Damn. It's a whole league. So I'm actually out of body, out of all the fit body. <laughs> if you if you can't find me that day, I'll be watching roller derby. Roller, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I mean, I would be up there all the time, sitting that's there, you know, cold beers and peanuts, and a bunch of women running each other off the. <laughs> On roller skates, I, I don't think there's a better thing on earth, is there? All by myself too, bro. Like you thought, like I mean, you thought I'd have taken a crew with me. Nah, I showed up that solo. One creep in the stands? Solo, no, I'm back there. Get like, him, sparkles. Oh yeah. Well, they got those crazy names, you know. So you're always trying to cheer, but you don't know any of them. So you're oh just, shit, Rogue's titty just popped out. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly how it was. It was absolutely crazy, but yeah, no roller derby definitely is a blast, and maybe even a good oy day, oy day. Yeah, down. I got this beautiful dog calling in my lap. Down. <laughs> even the dogs want me, you know. Yeah, everybody knows on the podcast that Apollo's always with me, but he gets a little aggressive and uh, rambunctious sometimes, and yeah, we, we got to get him outside. So you're gonna stay right there. Yeah. So tell me, how many people are you training right now, personally? Ooh. How many clients you got? Because so, um, it's already got a whole business running. Well, it sounds like two separate yeah, businesses. Yeah, true, true island, man. So my, um, I have two training businesses. So my partner, which is the current and reigning Miss Olympia in women's physique, Natalia Coelho. We have team, team Pros of Work that we started in 2015. Um, I was sitting around, and uh, one of my mentors, AJ Sims of Cement Factory, um, sitting around, and he said, you, sh- you should become a coach. And I was like... Hell no! <laughs> I was like, no. The last thing I, I want to do. And he's like, he, and his exact. I like enjoy this. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, hell no! I see what you go through. Right. And he's like, because um, uh, he he said he goes, you know so much, you love helping people, and he goes, I will show you how to get started. I'll show you how to start up. So AJ Sims, um, I got to credit my boy AJ Sims, Cement Factory. He's one of the best coaches in the world, and he started off like as pretty much a nobody. And I always tell him, like, man, you are, you know, he's been coached. He was Jay Cutler, former Mr. Olympia, four-time Mr. Olympia, Jay Cutler's training partner when AJ was 16 years old. He sent Jake, backstory about him. He sent Jay Cutler an email. He lived in Tallahassee about how he admired him, such and such. I don't know the whole gist of the email. And Jay Cutler responded to the email, basically saying, if you're ever out here, come train to me. His mom packed up and drove him. Christy Hollister, hey, mom. Drove him <laughs> to Las Vegas to meet and train with, with Jay Cutler, and they hit it off, and they end up moving there. So a lot of the videos you see back in the day when Jay Cutler was battling Ronnie, you could see AJ in a lot of those videos. AJ was behind the scenes training with him. Yeah, so AJ, AJ, AJ was was um, the catalyst for me to coach. And along the way, I had um, a great mentor, Mr. John Meadows, rest in peace. I met John 2014. I was competing at the Team Universe, and I'm laying there, and my buddy Javier goes, Bro, you're in the show with John Meadows, so I guess he could see the names. And I, I leaned over, and this guy, this John Meadows was a banker. 
and um, left banking to become a coach and made Forbes magazine as a trainer wow. and, and dietitian and coach. Wow. Um, uh, and he passed away a couple years ago. Um, um, and uh, I, I leaned over. And I don't know if you like you said if it's my personality, but I guess he, either either yeah, the man me. either the man didn't see me as a threat or he was just one of the <laughs> yeah. nicest people in the world. <laughs> yeah. I leaned over. I'm in his category, and I said, "Excuse me, Mr. Meadows, it's a great pleasure." And he's like, "Oh, well, we started talking." He's like, "Oh, let me see what you look like, you know." And I take my shirt off. Our category wasn't up yet, and I take my shirt off, and the man is helping me pose. I'm going up against him. He's your competitor, and and he's helping me pose and show me how to correct. And I'm in my head. I'm like, either he doesn't see me as a threat, or this man is just genuine. It's just classy. It was B. He was genuine. It's classy, genuine. And it's we classy. ended up in the first call out. The first call out is basically since you say you don't really know much about body. The first call out is they call out, say the group has 20 people or whatever, right? And they they look at you. They call out the best seven or eight. For okay. the, if you're in the first call out in a pro show or a pro qualifying show, pretty much any show, you're in the mix. It's okay. like okay. And I'm like, got a chance. You're yeah, and I'm like, woohoo! And they call me out, and I think I was the first number, or second number call. So I end up in the square. And if you're in the square on the X, that means you're in first place. Okay. And then they call out more numbers. Now, are you utilizing his tips? Yeah. Oh hell yes. Oh, hell it yeah. was for the rear double bicep okay. shot. My okay. feet were too narrow, and he was like, "You have an X frame, which means I have a small waist, wide legs at the time, and a wide shoulders." So I'm like standing there. I'm proud as a peacock. And they call, I guess, whatever seven or eight people out. And the more people they call out, and then they finally call out. And then they're like, my number, I think, was 618. They're like, 618, move, uh, switch. And before you know it, I went from the center, and I'm like, whoop, I keep moving out to the end. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> but at that point. Is that like a bad thing? That, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're, you're, still, like, you're still in the first call out. you off stage. You, you went from first <laughs> to th- I was I was moving left. You went from first to third to fifth. Okay. And so. I'm at the end. And my, the highlight of that show was John Meadows ended up at the end with me. And I'm on the end end, and he's like next to my my right shoulder, and he with his with his teeth like a ventriloquist. He goes, "Rest in soul, my friend. Rest in peace, my friend." He goes, "What the hell am I doing out here?" <laughs> Say that to me, because he looked amazing. And I, I, mean, I mean, it was just confusing. And, it was just... and me back to him was like, I don't know, <laughs> but I was happy. I'm like, holy shit, I'm standing next to John Middleton. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> better be getting things. Yeah, so I ended up, I ended, I ended up out the winners yeah. and everybody else. On the, on the score sheet of that show, I ended up in sixth. I mean, seventh, and he ended up in sixth. But the the kicker is, so you don't know where you early are. You know, you're in the first call out. Yeah. So you go back for the night show, and the night show, they only award a medals to the top five. Okay. So I get back to the night show. And they say, okay, guys, the first call out, you're gonna, everyone's going to walk out on stage, do one pose. And then when you walk off the stage, then they'll let you know if you're in the first call out, you're in the top five. <laughs> and I do my pose, and I walk off stage, he goes, Ferlin Bailey? And I was like, yes! Like, I'm on Dance with the Stars. Like, yes! <laughs> and he goes, and he goes, he goes, you're not in the top five. I'm like, all right! <laughs> and I did that that uh, Eddie Murphy, coming to America, exit stage left, and I did that pose, and I just kept walking off. <laughs> but I was so excited. Even that's how entertaining that I remember that. Man. I love yeah, that. That's my so face beautiful. was like, yes. <laughs> He's like, and he looked at me. And he, the You're way, not in. My enthusiasm, it almost hurt him. And he's like, I'm sorry. You know? he was- he and he's so actually, wanted to change his And he's mind. actually a friend of mine now, but I see him all the time on the circuit, like, for the shows. And I was like, all right. You know? <laughs> we were, like, so stoked, and he was like. But yeah. Oh, yeah, but the, the, the highlights of that show was me standing next to John Meadows and finally getting to meet John Meadows. And afterwards, he just like he was like, "Here, here's my Mountain Dog program," and he gave me access to it. And the man was a mentor, so it was it was you know. So when I became a coach, I would pick his brain, and he would message me. So as a yeah. competitor, yeah, what's your record like? Oh, oh, um, so like an, I just you talking to a yeah. guy that knows like again, so amateur show. Here's what I know about bodybuilding. I yeah. went to the show you saw me at. Yeah, and I watched the Arnold series on Netflix recently. Yeah. So you yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's right. So you're you're well versed. So, <laughs> solid, bro. Go ahead. And you, you can use industry terminology. I yeah. am in, bro. I got um, it. <laughs> so my comparator history goes from my very first bodybuilding show I went to. So let me tell you about how I got interested in bodybuilding. Real quick, two seconds. My mom was living in America. She left when I was five to come give us a better life. She sent uh, some VHS stuff of, of of three TV shows. The Fall Guy with Lee Majors. Not many people know what the hell that is. I know that one. Um, uh, He-Man Of course Castle's And The Incredible Hulk And of course Frigno And when I saw that It was that moment I fell in love with just Was Super- it Frigno Yeah then? Lou Frigno That was my first um, uh, He-Man and Lou, and Lou Frigno uh, Incredible Hulk Was my first um, 
knowledge of any superheroes. Okay. Living in the island, island boy, and I said, "Oh wow, I want to have big muscles, mommy, mommy." I told my grandmother, right, "Mommy, right. I want to go to America and get big muscles and date white women." <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the king of BBC. <laughs> I want to be the king of BBC. Yeah, yeah. Little, and she said, she, and my grandma, the rest of us, my grandma was my, my biggest fan, honestly, my biggest fan. And she said, well, Furley, that may all happen. <laughs> she called me Furley. Furley. And this is curling? Yeah, Furley, that may all happen. I said, okay. So I started watching Incredible Hulk, and then she'd send me um, kung fu movies. And I got into martial arts, too. I would put on, she would get, send me those, those karate, remember those karate shoes that Bruce Lee and those guys wore? Oh, yeah. My oh, mom yeah. would send me those. A little sock. Yeah. Thing. And I would tie a band around my head and jump out of trees like an idiot nice. and do, like, martial nice. arts and stuff. You yeah. got to find some clips of that somewhere so, on Facebook. So the Incredible Hulk was the reason I wanted to lift weights and become a bodybuilder. Got it. But I had no, no, if you could have told me back then, even when I was 25, that I'd be a pro bodybuilder, you're lying. Yeah. So I went to my very first show <clears throat> here in Orlando. And it was in my 20s. I think it was like 1996. And it doesn't matter if you were the skinniest person on the stage or the most out of shape person on stage. I admired you because you had the guts to step on that stage. Yeah. So they were all super. And these were, this was amateur show. So NPC, there's the NPC, the National Physique Committee. Right. And then there's the IFBB. Did I say that right? The National Physique Committee? <laughs> NPC is all natural, right? The, uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> there's natural organizations. But the NPC. I photographed. The, yeah. The NBC show in Miami. You did the nationals. nationals. Oh, the nationals, yeah. Because uh, I'm yeah. a professional photographer. Oh, I didn't, I did not know that. And so okay. magazines yeah. would hire me to go photograph stuff. Yeah. Well, they're like, hey, you gotta shoot a fitness competition. I was like, oh. you just thought you were filming a bunch of oiled up meatheads. Hey, no, yeah. I, I was like, uh, the bikini competition. They were like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely shoot that. And then I got there, and there was like. 6,322 girls Listen. that I and I went you know what this is the dumbest yeah. thing I've ever seen and I can tell you <laughs> yeah, a no, funny seriously. story I'm on my way to go shoot yeah. and I go get an egg and a bagel ready you know I gotta go got my camera gear and I go to get on an elevator and there's three beautiful women in bikini standing there yeah. and I go man did I luck out I hit the excellent elevator and they all looked at me like a piece of meat and they were so angry because I was eating a bagel with oh, egg. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to wait for the next elevator. <laughs> and I sent them on their way. It's almost like, how dare you eat that? Yeah, I know. And I was like, yeah. it was a really crazy experience. But I did meet a really cool guy named Logan Michaels. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know who is he that is. Name? I don't know. But he's a uh, very big success guy mm -hmm. and just an amazing individual, just like you, like has tons of personality, loves to, you know, be a performer and entertainer, uh, but also is just built. Just <laughs> crazy. Like, yeah. I'm what year was that? Um, I can tell you exactly when it was. I actually have a folder of it on, you know, social media because that's what keeps our lives right. right but uh, a lot of times people are like, I think some people get, get, my daughter, when she played volleyball, I'd video everything. And it wasn't that I was trying to show off or anything like that. It's, it's after losing my, all my grandmother's voicemails when she passed away, right? which still devastates me. I like to put stuff on social media and not that, you know. They haven't written something that's like his. They let me die first. Right, but right. I, I like to. It's all to to have it there recorded. So when I put stuff on there, that's why you know, yeah. Too. Well, that was just you to know, keep the, memories of it. The, to keep the, it on there. People so I don't always, lose the stuff people, like that. People come to me all the time about Instagram, and they're yeah. like, "Man, you know, how do you get half a million followers? How do you mm -hmm. get people to like?" And I'm like, I, I, "I'll be honest with you. I really don't know anything about Instagram. I just keep posting, posting stuff. And yeah. Uh, yeah. and really, what it was was it was a journal." A diary got you. from yeah. our children so that when I get older and I'm gone, yeah. they can go back and see where I went, what I did, what I said, how I felt, what I looked like. Yeah. And then the podcast became my brain is my yeah. TBI is one of my issues. And so I'm losing cognitive degeneration, I think is what oh, it's called. Yeah. And so there's no real like it's like a really onset dementia type thing. Yeah. So there's no real like timeline. I'm sure something will come out that'll save me because I'm like a cockroach. You can't yeah. do it to me. But. <laughs> Um, True, right? <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> just is what it is, right? So, but in the meantime, I'm like, you know what? If I'm ever going to allow my kids to hear me speak yes. and to hear what I had to say about life and who I was as a human being, yeah. here's my chance yeah. to record it. Now, the other side of that is my greatest fear in the entire world was having to be as authentic as it takes to be yeah. on the World Wide Web as a personality yeah. and know that people are going to all challenge I pick your part yeah. you yeah. every day yeah. listen, listen and it's like well the best advice i got from my brother-in-law as far as like you can't please because he called you know he's like you're a people pleaser and i honestly don't know where that started i think i was just born like that but i was raised by amazing women 
and and, and, a, and a great Irish grandfather. They, I didn't I didn't hear the word love. I didn't know what the word love meant, but I knew I was loved and cherished growing up in Ireland. So that's not something we use. When we came to America, people were like I love you. I'm like okay, yeah, man. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It is. And definitely my a grandmother, term. my grandmother, I like, and my mom because she was here for a while. She said, "Love you, okay, yeah, man, yeah, yeah." Right, you know, <laughs> and my grandma and I, we learned that word, and then one of the one of the I, I I observe a lot. As much as I talk, I observe ten times more. And I would see my grandma saying to my friends in high school, "Okay, love you," and I know she meant it. It's not just a word we learned; she was genuinely meant it. So, I, I I can't when people say, "Oh, you're this good person," or "You're this," I don't see myself like that. I don't know where it came from. I remember, I knew if you can go here's back. This, here's this cover photo right here. It's been his cover photo since 2000. You were listening to that shit all along. You were listening to me, man. I've been listening. <laughs> I'm, listening I'm listening to every word you're saying. All the love you could get, I love yeah, every good. bit of it. But also, as a podcast host, I have to keep things constantly online. So that is oh, that has been his cover Lord photo since I took that photo in yeah. 2012 wow. at NPC. This guy. Yeah. So. Keep talking, but I wanted you to see that picture. I forgot what I was Tell me now. about the love, bro. All the love, man. Yeah, so I just don't. I, I I can't. I can't honestly. I don't. I don't really see myself. And all my friends will tell you. Even Tara will tell you. I don't see myself the way that people describe me as this. You know, oh, blah, blah. I just. That's that's just how I was raised. And my grandmother always told me, treat everybody as if there was somebody. Well, you know, it's ironic that she's yeah. bringing that up because I think it's perfect. Because honestly, today I've got to say some things that I need to get out there. But uh, last night I did my first video podcast, mm. and it was authentic and raw. Mm. And it was about the fact that uh, as a child I was raised in a situation where I was never loved by anyone at all. And by design, love emotionally is the only thing I know of on this earth that's yeah. more powerful than our instinct to survive. Yeah. So if you don't know love, the yeah. only thing you know is survival. It's survival. And in survival, fear and love are the opposite, right? Mm -hmm. All derivative, all other emotions derive from either love or fear. Mm -hmm. So one or the other. Yeah. But if you don't know love, then you now live a fear-based, survival-based life. Because until you understand what it means to be loved, yeah. you never can escape that fear or that survival instinct. And that's not that a bad sense. thing. No. It is just a thing. Yeah. And so it wasn't until I learned to love, it wasn't until I experienced love later in life yeah. that I started to understand that there was something bigger and more. And since then, it's become like, yeah, what's that smell? Because that's more love. That's more love. Yeah. Those are people that love yeah. on people. Those are people that I want to be around. And isn't it amazing when you find people who actually know genuinely care about you, There's that a, it's it's so easy to be around them. Like Tara and I, we hit it off since day one, but we've gotten to the point where, you know, it's just... You guys it's, have a special it's, relationship. I, I could just be my complete self, yeah. let my guard down. Well, just, you know, I could cry. The islands I could, understand. Know. I've been yeah. in 41 yeah. countries. People yeah. understand from the yeah. islands that there's yeah. not just one type of relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to tell Tara something's going to go on social media two seconds later or be around the corner. You know, right. it's, I mean, it's, uh, and it's, yeah. there's all, you, you and her have a special relationship, yeah. just like you and your business partner, just yeah. like you and yeah. your wife, just yeah. like you and I. Yeah. We all have our own relationships, but they're not the same. Then yeah. there's not definable. You right. know what I mean? They don't need to be. Yeah. They just need to be based and rooted you know out of love. You know who made it okay for me to mm -hmm. express myself uh, and, and, and not feel... Because like I said, the word love I didn't grow up with, but I knew I, I always cared about people and just sure. I didn't know how to express it. Sure. My kids. Yeah. My kids were the first. The and they, they allowed me to then express it to my friends. How many kids you got? I have three. <clears throat> three? Christian is 21, a nursing major, University of Miami. He's an amazing kid. My daughter Boy. Miyoshi. Yep. My, my daughter Miyoshi's 20. She's pre-med at USF. Wow. And my 14-year-old Boz, who is scarily to say he is identical to me. Personality. He's probably tracking everything. his GPS-wise right Every, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dad, dad, dad. I'm already yeah. afraid the Boz yeah. is going to come yeah. rolling around the corner yeah. on a bike. Like, yeah. where my dad at? But my kids, like, when I would sit there and I would talk to Christian, talk to me, or talk to Boz, and I would say, I love you. And before saying that word, I felt uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You know, and then they 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 taught me how to be more expressive with my love for my friends for them to do that. So, yeah, yeah. It, it, to let my guard down. Yeah. And it's like I say, when you meet people who you know actually care about you, just genuinely care about you, you you can just. And you know what? You Vulnerability can, you can, you can yeah. is comfortable is so uncomfortable yeah. Yeah. for people yeah. who have never been vulnerable yeah. that it becomes yeah. something of a yeah. addiction yeah. once you experience it yeah. because you're like. 
Wow, that was amazing. Right. That was so much better mm -hmm. than fear-based yeah. survival. Yeah. So I mean, I, I totally see where you're coming from. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was the same thing. I've got three sons, yeah. and in the moment, the moment that you lay eyes, the moment that you—oh my god! It just everything you realize what unconditional existence. love is. But then yeah. I also realized that, like in Spanish cultures, they say you know uh, te amo, mm -hmm. and that's yeah. like I love you, I love you. Yeah. like uh, a love, love. Like, but they also say te quiero, and te quiero is also I love. But they're not the same love. Mm. One is a, I love you. I have love for you. You yeah. are love. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it's a beautiful way for me to understand the difference because, you know, agape is what Christians mm. preach as, you know, un yeah. unconditional love, which is the only kind of love there really is. <laughs> no, <it's laughs> Anything true. else outside that's true, of that yeah. is fake. And that's but, a, but so many people throw that word around these days. Love you, man. Love you, bro. Yeah, love you, bro. I'm like, like, do you really? Come on, yeah. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you like, love me because I'm, I'm like, I'm helping you out Because right I'm hooking you up, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I'm, you know. But, but I genuinely love you because yeah, you're like, an inspiration to me. Like, but also like, that story right there tells yeah. me so much more about why you are who you are and what yeah, you're doing like, right now. And on top of that, why your kids are doing what they're doing. Dude, those are successful young adults in a society full of, we'll just go ahead and leave that yeah. blank because I don't want to say anything about yeah, what's yeah, going yeah. on in the community. But, Dude. hey, kudos to you, brother. I mean, you know, yeah. Furlan Curlin's bringing it home as the king of BBC, but he's got some <laughs> badass, badass kids. He's got a badass car. He's got a badass oh, business, and shit. he's training clients. Oh, Says the professional career done. Are you, uh, are you finished? A bodybuilding career has been done, yes, yeah, since done. 2018. You retired? Um, well, I had to. I had a spine injury. I was, you know, I started having pains going down my leg, and I was like, ah, oh, maybe sciatic. We just men. That's just, not normal. And nah. <laughs> and to the point, to the point where, what made me really nah. nervous, what made me really nervous was, um, I started having pain in my right testicle. Yeah. So at the it's around the same time with my back issues, but I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't, you know, put the two and two together. So I went to see a urologist thinking there was something wrong with like you know my manhood because i wasn't having these pains right. you know you start thinking Think testicular, testicular cancer cancer, you know, yep, prostate yep, all the other things <clears throat> so i go to see um um doc and we're talking and he's like you know did the whole peak cup did the and he's like all right now i need you to bend over time for the party I'm like, yeah. yeah let me so see hands up. all you hear is the gel go <laughs> 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 that's it that's all you get and, and and I bend over, and he goes, let me know when you feel pressure. I was like, pressure! <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I haven't even gotten the finger in the tip of you. <laughs> he's like, I, I haven't even touched you. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, dude, you just put your hand on my lower back. <laughs> so, so funny. So then he goes in, and it, it, it was so quick. It was like finger in, yep. finger left, finger right, yep. pull out. Yep. You're like, and it takes me longer to put the gas pump yeah, in yeah. the car. <laughs> and then he goes, he goes, he goes. Well, I can, um, I can tell you, your prostate feels fine. You do not have any issues. He goes, do you have any kind of spine issues? I'm like, mother. The light bulb yep. went off. There. Bing, all of it connected. Yeah. So then, um, I, I, it was uh, January of 2017. I couldn't even go to my nephew's wedding. My, I was in back. It was, I was bedridden for two weeks with back pain. Wow. Yeah, couldn't. Yeah. So I went to see a uh, pain management specialist, and they gave me an epidural. And I was able, my son, Boz, the youngest, came running in the room next morning. I was able to, like, walk to the bathroom. Mm. So then I started feeling good with that. Mm -hmm. I did three more, two more epidurals, two more series over, like, that, the period of, I think, like, eight months or so. Sciatica or L-series. Yeah. <clears throat> so MRI showed that L3, 4, and 5 were crushed. Got it. And L5 was slipped in and causing, that's what finally did yeah, the whole. the nerve. Yeah. And um, so... But me still wanted to continue bodybuilding. I started feeling good. Yeah. So starting popping 800 milligrams of ibuprofen every yeah. morning because yeah. I just turned pro in 2016. And I'm like, <laughs> I had all these these. Goals, it wasn't about it wasn't about dreams. winning like uh, the Mr. Olympia or winning Arnold yeah. or winning shows. It was I love bodybuilding so much. I wanted to do shows mm -hmm. and I had so many friends. I wanted to travel the world doing bodybuilding shows. You didn't want that community. Yeah, to be taken I would away. be that guy. Like my first pro show was uh, Tampa Pro, <clears throat> and my goal was to not come in dead last. That was my goal. 
but if I came in dead last, it would be. I was so happy back there. I was like getting tan. I'm seeing guys like Max Charles and right. uh, uh, Regan Grimes. That's yeah, what like, I would have just paid just to get back here. Come on, it's, yeah. And I'm, I'm standing, I'm standing like getting spray tan naked. I'm like, bro, Can man, it's so hot, bro. And, uh, and uh, I always murder Josh's name, the Australian monster, Josh Lenautowitz. He won the 10 Pro that year, and we're back there talking, and we're just shooting the breeze. He goes, you know, mate, this is the only place we can two naked men can have a conversation and not be kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, so yeah, I'm that guy next day and i was like man if i could be first it was like i don't want to be dead last and i'm yeah. like you know if i can crack a top 10 at my first pro show at tampa pro which is one of the biggest pro shows because i was doing i did the tampa pro um open and then i did tampa pro masters okay and the open i think had 23 guys yeah i had 23 how guys. old do you have to be to qualify for masters um, yeah, thirty-five. Yeah, so I did. I did the open. Which was, we have twenty-three guys, and the yeah, masters. The masters, <laughs> right? And then the masters class had nine, I believe. So I go out there, and I was just, I was, I had more of a classic physique shape. But that's when classic physique first started. I didn't even know what classic physique was. And George Peterson, rest his soul, was doing that show. My buddy's like, "Yeah, I'm here to see my buddy George Peterson." And I'm like, "What? Who?" He's like, "He's doing classic physique." I'm like, "What's classic physique?" So if I'd have known that, I would have just jumped into classic physique, and I think I would have fared better. So my goal was the top ten at Tampa Pro. I think I got like 11th. And I was like, some bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But she didn't finish that last. No. That's but not really still, man. Thing. You know, it's all about so, the appreciation. But now I look back, years later, I look back, I'm like, I should have really just just savored that moment and really pre. And then I go to the master's class, and two of the guys who were in the open, and my buddy Louis Santa, who got um, sixth in 212 open the day before, he was in the master's uh, bodybuilding as well. So I got third in that, and I was like, "Oh man, this is freaking great!" You know, top five in 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 the pro show masters. I got third. You know, I ended up getting eleventh. I think it was in the uh, in the open. So the, the next day, I'm sitting there, and um, there's a, a famous uh, pro who's retired now, Gustavo Bedell, is a friend of mine, and he didn't get to go to the show. And he's like, "And I'm in the gym the next day," and he's like, "So how'd you do?" And I'm like, man, I got 11. And he slapped me so hard in the back of the head. And I was like, <laughs> I was like what the fuck, bro? He's like, what are you, an idiot? <laughs> what are you He's an like, idiot? he goes, I was 14th in my first pro show. What are you talking about? Yeah, and I was you're like, disappointed in yourself. I was like, man. And he goes, how many guys were in the class? I'm like, 23. And he slaps me again. Down. And I was like, man. But yeah, so, but my amateur, my amateur was, I did my first bodybuilding show not because um, I was expecting to win. My little brother, Oliver Bayouth, uh, he was the the year before I helped him for a show. I wasn't a coach. I just, you know, it's like, and he goes, he goes, hey, big bro, if I win this show, you have to do a show next year. That was 2009. And I was like, deal. Well, this motherfucker was the only one in his class, in the team <laughs> class. So he automatically won. So that morning he's like, so, so then I contacted one of the local coaches and I said, hey, I want to do a show. But everybody knew me as this happy-go-lucky guy who just went to the competition yeah. and joked around and talked to people. Yeah. So I pulled him aside at his show in the lobby. I said, I want to do a show next year because this was like October of 2009. I said, I want to do a show next year, and I want to know if you'd like to take on the opportunity to coach me. And he turns and looked at me, and he goes, if you waste my time, it would be the end of our friendship. Mm. Well, he had no idea the kind of worker I was. I played football, college football, high school football. He had, no idea, he had no idea. He had no idea. He had no idea. Oh, that's that's another story. Oh yeah. I got a Division One scholarship when I got kicked out. Nice. And, and I, uh, yeah. Nice. For well fighting. Well but um, yeah. Well, you know. At least it was legit. So I didn't know what the N word was until I came to America. Yeah. 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 At thirteen, yeah, almost fourteen. It's so, fair. So and then when I found out what it was, I was like, oh my god! Right. So I go to college and we're playing in an intramural basketball game. This is after football season. It's three on three tournament and we're playing against a fraternity. I won't say their name. They were known to be racist. <laughs> um, I love it. It was, uh, it was uh, three Italian dudes who were playing, and they were just, this is up north, right? They were just beating the hell out of my friend, like pushing my friend in the gut. My, my friend Chad Bassett, uh, he passed away uh, years back on a motorcycle crash. So that's one reason why I don't own a motorcycle. As much as I love speed right. yeah. and take chances that's in cars, I, yeah, and I speed. made my kids promise promise them that promise me they won't have a motorcycle and it, you could be the best rider in the world but it's you know it's the, not you the people in the cars or the, the other the, people yeah yeah so he's like pushing and chad was like man a beast chad was you know chubby guy tall about 300 plus pounds and chad a teddy bear he's beating chad up in the stomach like during the game well we lost the game and i'm very competitive 
So I went to the guy, the guy who was pushing him, short guy, and I said, I put my hand on his chest. I shouldn't have touched him. I said, hey, man, do me a favor. I said, just apologize to my friend for the way you were talking to him and treating him. And he goes, can I use the N-word? Yeah, yeah. He goes, fuck you. Mm. And mm. like I said, I'd never experienced the word until through high school. Oh, and I knew, really it was dealt with, I knew it was dealt with hatred. And when I came here, man, I, I was treated with a lot of racism. Yeah, but being one of three black guys in a Catholic school, my mom yeah. made sure I had a good education. I went to Catholic school here in Orlando. Went to private. Then went to a Catholic school, high school here, and then I transferred to another um, school, so I graduated from. So I knew the word was filled with hatred, and I was already having a hard time in, in college, being that I was far away from my mom and grandmother. Right. I was homesick. Right. I wanted to play big time division football, right. one football, but I should have stayed here at UCF when they yeah. were one double A. Yeah. And I was already homesick. I was. I felt like an outcast. Wait, how and, old are you? Would that not have been the Culpepper generation? Yeah, it, Cole, 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 Culpepper came a year after me. So I'm you like, would have been and on I was like, I should have stayed in there. But I got a story why I didn't go to UCF. You not just because it wasn't one double A. I didn't like one of the running backs there. <laughs> really? we, ran, we ran track against each other in high school, and I didn't like them. That's funny. And we're friends now. Cole, what's up, what's up Cole, Gerard Davis? Culpepper and I played basketball yeah, in so the backyard. I remember he was at Ocala Vanguard. That's where yeah. I played basketball. With oh, that. man. So, and the coaches recruited me hard. And I didn't want to go there. I went on a recruiting trip, and I was like, you know what, Ferland, just play one double A football. Yeah, you know, it's close to home. It's here. And he kept the coach kept saying, um, Coach Kruzak, I believe was his name. He was a running back coach at the time. Then he he played for the Steelers. Okay. And then he became the head coach. You said, but he came to my school about once a week for about two months. And he's like, oh. so finally, I'm like, okay, you know what, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go for a recruiting visit at UCF. So he picks me up, and we go to UCF, and. It was getting ready for spring practice. And I walk in, and who comes fucking walking out? Running back. Gerard Davis. And I was like, <laughs> nope, not coming here. You know why, though? Because he was just as fast as I was. Yeah. He was just as good. Yeah. He was bigger. Yeah. And I'm like, I probably won't get playing time. Yeah. I don't want to go against yeah. this dude. Yeah. So I didn't go. Well, he was yeah. an identical human being that's yeah. doing what you're doing. Yeah, he was a super freak. Maybe. This dude had a Jerry curl. This back then. Ooh. And we ran track together. That's wrong. And he took off in the blocks. And all I could see was that Jericho bouncing, bouncing next to me. Oh, my and like, God. Damn. We joke about it. He's ball-headed now like I am. <laughs> Good. And I see him all the time. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, so the, the whole football thing. So when I heard him say the N-word, like I said, I didn't know too much about the word. I just right. knew it dealt with a lot of hatred and, and racism. it was the first time you felt that yeah. hatred. And I started beating this kid's butt. Yeah. And we, we got in trouble. And we're sitting down in the dean's office. And and the dean walks in, and it's a black lady. And I tap my buddy, and I'm like, we got this. We're good. <laughs> like, literally, I was still a clown, you know? And I was like, dude, we got this. We're good. Nobody knew my name on campus. They called me Florida. Because I was like the speedster from Florida, and I was the pretty boy. I had the tank top with my sunglasses on my head. Yeah, I was a, I was a, yeah, I was was, was a piece of work back then. Cocky little son. Well, not so much cocky, but I was a ladies' man back then. So, and you're from Florida. Yeah, and it's like, oh my god, Florida. I had hair at the time. Uh oh. You know, Uh oh. We have to find those pictures too. I look like a Middle Eastern dude. Dig those (laughs) out, right? Yeah, man. I want to see those track pictures. Yes. Oh, dude. Oh, Jerry so, Curl versus and the short shorts. And the dean walks in. That hasn't changed. Right. Yeah, the, 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 the dean on. walks in. I think it was a dean. Yeah, we're in our office, and she sits down and she looks at us. I'm gonna say this word again, and she said, "It's like you that give us a bad name." Mm. I was out and lost my scholarship within six minutes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know something yeah. that I um, I obviously can't yeah. understand because of the fact that. I don't share that skin tone, but yeah. it's something that I told you I, I came from a, a life of hate my mm-hmm. whole entire existence as yeah. a child. And so I was closer connected mm-hmm. to my black friends yeah. uh, because I played sports, athletics. And so that was your family, also, man. They were my family. And so my first um, encounter with racism was actually the other way around mm-hmm. where I rode into a gas station that I've been going to my as a child yeah. my whole life and, you know, with my homies and I was in the back seat. They were like, no, you stay in the car. It was a night. I had been there at night. Yeah. And uh, I had to sit in the car and wait while they went into this store to go get it. It was a gas station because I was in this part of town that I wasn't allowed to get out of the car. And then I realized that there was this whole situation going on that it really, you know, all I was worried about was fear-based survival, right? Mm. So when you're worried about fear-based survival, you're not worried about uh, who's hurting your feelings. You know what I mean? Like you're you're fighting for to live. 
So uh, it was totally backwards, totally different situation for me. And I also learned there was a whole lot more loyalty and a whole lot more structure amongst the minority Mm -hmm. than there was amongst the majority. Mm. And so I found comfort in that. Whereas I can say confidently that Mm. if I was to break up with my girlfriend today and a white dude who's a friend of mine knows that I broke up with her, he will try from the moment he finds out that we (laughs) broke up. I think we've all have the, we all have some and, of those and, friends. And am I wrong? Am I yeah. wrong? <laughs> but majority of my black friends, yeah, like nah, man, you 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 Chris, never, you Chris's girl, I never, ain't yeah, yeah, never. Yeah. And even if they heard of someone else trying, yeah, which, oh man, you know what I mean? That's the level yeah. of connection and community and respect yeah, that I yeah. grew accustomed to. But, but when you go through hell with certain people, you you develop their, you know, uh, you uh, uh, yeah, man. And then also me. I joined the service, and you know what color we all are? Yeah. Green. So it's funny because growing up in Grenada, I, I lived through the war in '83, and I wanted to join the service when I came to America, but I realized I was a pussy, so I became <laughs> I became a firefighter instead. Like, that because, is no disrespect to our firefighters. We love you guys. No, nah, I became a firefighter instead. I was like, man, yeah, I'm action jerky. Yeah, I'll run into a fiery building before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but no, here's my thing. So guns, guns, like I, I shoot, but I know I'm clumsy. So it wasn't because I know I would have been that dude. Appreciate. I would have been that dude to shoot my, shoot myself in the foot I'm in basic so glad training. You didn't become a cop. Listen, listen, listen. I I I, I realize I'm like you know what the the, the the military guys those are really like I could have done the basic training and yeah. all that stuff yeah, yeah. and I would have been in the jungle but I would have been that dude to shoot myself or someone in the foot. <laughs> yeah. Were you, you injured know? in action? Uh, yeah. Kinda. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Did you get a purple so, heart? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was it was thing. But back to the racing thing, like growing up in the islands, you may not know by my complexion. My grandfather's Irish. Sure. Blonde hair, blue eyes, my grandma's black. Okay. So we didn't and we have a lot of white Europeans that live in Grenada. Okay. And how we identify you is like, oh, if you're from, if, if, if so if Chris, if you're from if you're from Pakistan, oh this Pakistani Chris. We always say the country and then your right, name, right, you know? Right, sure. So coming to America and back home if we didn't like someone it's not because of their skin color. It's right. because they're a hole. Right. They're so asshole. coming here, yeah. you know, it was it was shell shock. Yeah. It well, was it was somebody who's tra- yeah. I've been to the islands and Islanders yeah. don't want to be called African American no because clue. they are not from Africa. Yeah, no, exactly. And so therefore, we West Indian. You say we? I'm a West Indian. You know, I was like, <laughs> like, what's a West Indian? Looking at it, bitch. <laughs> I can't give you the yeah. origin of it. Like, <laughs> this is a West Indian. Yeah. Well, people are like, Where, what are you? I'm like, I'm a West Indian. But I'm hoping well, yeah, that by yeah. my, my my perspective on things is obviously uh, to teach my children that words, mm-hmm. all words, because yeah. I have my second son, and my second son is one of those kids who's just his whole life, he's just decided he's not going to cuss. Mm-hmm. And oh, so, yeah. so much so him. that yeah. I have a friend who, uh, uh, Freddie Allen, who recently died, one of my best friends in the world, and, uh, you know, rest in peace, Freddie. Um, he was as big as you, if not bigger. Mm-hmm. Wild, loud, all out of control, cussed all the time. Yeah. And my son comes up to me and says, Daddy, um, can you ask him to stop cussing so much? And I said, no, you go ask him. Mm-hmm. And I said, and you do it respectfully and politely. Or yeah. politely. Yeah. And I said, and he will. Stop, yeah. And, if exactly. he, and I said, and if he doesn't, you now have a choice. I said, words have no meaning. They only have meaning if you apply meaning to them. Because you go to another country, give me any word in Grenada that I won't understand. That word means nothing to me. Exactly. Until I give it meaning. That means penis. I couldn't think of anything else real quick. Wait, wait, yeah, that's the first word. I really that couldn't came think. I was like, oh, that's the first word that popped. You want to know why he's on my show? <laughs> Not strawberry. I honestly, in my head, I was like, oh. <laughs> but you see, the the value of the yeah, words yeah, means yeah. nothing unless you give it that value. That's but true. you understood yeah. the value of what he was saying. Yeah. The word itself was irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was irrelevant. That was not what we, what, it, what he was saying was, I hate you, mm-hmm. and that is wrong. Yes. And that is yeah. where I, yeah. I hope we one day yeah. can get to as a society and as yeah. a culture because united we are strong. Yeah. United that, we man. are together. And we it, can, was, it was even though the tragedy, speaking of united, and we're talking about you know independence, the 4th of July, when 9-11 happened, that was the first time you saw like the country yeah. united, you know? Like, First time you saw people arm in arm yeah, stand behind yeah, each other. That. You would you would see you would like Chris Rock did a thing about it. You nope. would see you would see you okay. know um, 
I don't even like using the term redneck, but I got a lot of them. My boys uh, are redneck. He, it's my okay. boys are, I got, some, I got some rednecks that are my yeah. brothers and sisters live in Newberry, Florida. Uh, I went to the wedding and I was the only dark one there, boy. <laughs> and it was at a bar. But um, no, you would see like, you know, redneck guys at the gas station with hood dudes. And they're like, America, you know, like, you yeah. know. Hell well, yes, I mean, man. I, I tell people all the time, on September 10th, I was in yes. flight school to be a pilot. Oh, and nice. I was still in the Air Force. And so... Uh, I was in Charleston, uh, South Carolina, and on September 10th, I could walk through in my flight suit, yeah. uh, the store. People wouldn't open the door. They wouldn't say anything. But on after the 11th. September yeah. 12th, yeah. people opened the door. People were paying for my groceries. Yeah. People were walking my shit. stuff. But we we've lost like that. All time we've lost that, though. You know why? Because yeah. the people that are running around complaining right now weren't alive when that happened. Exactly. They don't know what it's like to see America get attacked. Like, yeah, yeah. And whether it was done by whoever, yeah. it doesn't matter. That's the time when we come together and you want to see unification, bring it together. Yeah. That's what yeah. it's going to take. And Unfortunately, yeah. we just don't seem to be able to figure that out. That no. that's, and I'm glad like my kids, they know about their, their mom's Jamaican Chinese heritage. They know about the Grenadian heritage. They know about like, you know, the struggles that we've been through to get here. So, you know, even though they have, they don't really have wants and needs for anything, they're not, they're not spoiled little brats that are not, they're, they're appreciative of, you know, everything. But you have this generation, oh, F this country, really? Man, let me put you, let me take you in, in, and drop you off in, in one of these countries for first, not even a day, just, 12 hours. Just an hour. And you'll be, be begging to come back. Oh like, I said, so, and people ask me, so, I love my Grenadian heritage, and I appreciate where I'm from. I have the Grenadian flag on my hand. But when I became an American citizen, I got the American Eagle tattooed on my forearm. Nice. And it's because I appreciate everything this country has done for me and my family. You know, 100%. so it, it's you know, I, th I think I'm more of a patriot than some of the people who were born on this soil. It's you know, a you have to appreciate. You know, it's just it's a tricky balance too for me as a you know as a disabled veteran and somebody who has served the country and done things. Um, and, I, and I'm just one of millions, you know, there's three million of us living in America, but without being able to, with just looking at me, you would be like, the guy's fine. Ain't nothing wrong with him. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. wrong yeah. with him at all. You know, and that's, that's the other side of things that people forget is that a lot of the things that the veterans and even first responders deal with is not physical. Mm -hmm. It's uh, psychological or it is physical and they've learned how to deal with it. And my whole story of becoming a yoga teacher, I mean, do you think when I was in high school, I was like, you know what I'm going to be when I grow up? Yeah. Think about it. How many male yoga teachers do you know? I'll drop that card. Only 13% uh, in the world, right? Yeah. So when I, was, uh, when I became one, it was out of self-preservation because ah, I was trying to... Makes sense. My, they just recently did an MRI of my yeah. spine, yeah. the whole thing. And you don't even know if you've ever heard of that. Huh. For 45 minutes I spent in an MRI machine. 45 straight minutes Stuck, while they yeah. did the whole okay, entire I, yeah. spine. I panic in those <laughs> it was. I was like, you guys yeah, are going to have yeah. to strap me down. I'm going to need to yeah, be sedated. I made him stop once. With the TBI. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it. I was yeah. like, ugh. But anyway, so that's how messed up it is, right? Yeah. But I've learned that through core strength, yeah. through stabilization, through creating more balance, that it's Absolutely. helped me to uh, minimize the pain, the suffering, yeah. the agony, and those types of things. And so I believe that we can all do our best to make ourselves better but 22 vets a day committing suicide in america yeah. is a crazy number and today on july 4th independence day those people who have given anything whether it was five minutes of their life or whether it was their entire amen. life amen to they deserve all the respect in the world and it's painful to me to watch a country tear itself apart or watch mandates be placed i went to war to fight so we had freedom yeah the moment you say the word mandate freedom is off the table and so it's one of those things where it's like it's got to come full circle because we have to stay a free country. And it's, I, I, and I don't think a lot of our youth, uh, or the, what do you call it, the, the, this new, this new, the uh, millennials, the millennials, they don't respect the military. No, they, they don't. Understand. They don't even understand what they're for. Well, Gen Z or whatever the hell it is, Gen Z, Gen Z, Gen Z millennials, you know, whatever. It, 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 my son, my Boz, my fourteen-year-old, he's thirteen. He's thirteen. He held it. We we're leaving the dentist's office, and he held the door open for a lady. And um, she she had a military uniform on, and she's like, "Thank you so much." She's like, "There's still gentlemen left in the world, and still should, yeah, 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 yeah." And yeah, and I always ask my kids like, "Why?" Boz and I have some deep talks, and I'm like, "Why'd you do that?" And he's like, "Because it's the right thing to do." But why? Right. Just want to ask, you know. And I was like, "You don't feel like you know." So I think <clears throat> that's um, one of my proudest things as a parent is that uh, I keep open communication with my kids. Yeah. And I, I didn't grow up with a father. And I never wanted my kids to know what that's that's like. Right. So you know, um, I don't think I don't know if I'm the greatest dad in the world, 
You're none of us too. You know, we'll it, just try it, our it, best. It's you know, and when when I got offended this year because my son went to a new school and I picked him up and he goes, "There's Miss Green." I'm like, "Who's that?" He's like, "She's my best friend." Whoa, bitch! I thought I was your best friend. <laughs> You are, you, he goes, you are, Dad. You are. Like, I mean, I he goes, he goes I, I mean, in school. I was like, all right. I got offended real quick. <laughs> like, like, that's the kind of relationship I want with my hold, kids. Hold you up. Know? You want to go get some ice cream? Yeah, yeah, go yeah, track yeah. on the way home? Like, yeah, yeah. What I got to do to get yeah, back to man. number one? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> nah, you can never be replaced, man. You'll it, always it, be it, the number one. Yeah, so it's, it's I don't know. Well, I really appreciate you meeting me and Ann, and I really course, appreciate man. the conversation. It's appreciate been amazing. coming into the rape van. There is yeah. no, uh, no, I'm not leaving with a limp. No doubt like that. that the king yeah. of BBC <laughs> will be back on Conversations with Chris. So oh, you yeah. guys stay tuned. We're going to put links to all of his businesses, his uh, other stuff that he allows us to put to social media, etc. All that fans, kind of stuff. And um, uh, you guys don't forget about this big festival coming up, uh, September. September 15th to 16th. Here in uh, Orlando. Fit Expo. Yes, and, uh, Orange County Convention Center. And look out for fast cars on the road, because yeah, yeah. if they're him, don't <laughs> flick them off. <laughs> I, I got, I got, I got, I got my yeah, support law enforcement tag on there too. Getting out of your car. Yeah, like, yeah they see me guys. I'll be like, Yo, how how horrible can he be? Dude's wearing booty shorts. <laughs> exactly. yeah. You don't want to go home and tell your friends you got your ass whipped by a dude in booty shorts. So you just walk away. No, no, you, know? no, you just walk away. I don't, there's no way you can't win that fight. <laughs> you can't win that I'll, I'll whoop your ass and hand you a waffle afterwards. We'll, we'll break bread. <laughs> I didn't mean it, buddy. All right, brother. Well, let's get you back to your family on this 4th of July. And, man, you, I appreciate it. I really appreciate so you having much, me on. Man. Sorry you had to again. track me down. No worries, dude. I'm hoping we can hang a lot more in the future. Hell yes, man. All right, brother. Take care. Bye.